Welcome to the Playing Injured Podcast, where we have conversations to help people turn their adversity into their advantage. Recording in progress. Welcome to another episode of Playing Injured. Uh, I have a special guest, Mark Mitry. Uh, we've had Mark on episode 22, 62, and um, this actually will be episode 92. So I don't know what it is with twos, but seems like we bring you on um, at the at the two. So real quick, some things about Mark. Actually, Mark is a new certified nutrition, nutrition coach, uh, top 10 voice um, on LinkedIn in terms of mental health, uh, Forbes featured top 100 podcaster um, and a two time TEDx speaker. Mark, I appreciate you coming back on the show. Josh, is, I'm uh, super, super excited to be on here, man. Thanks for having me back on. Man, you know, I, I love having you on um, because I can really tell that you're passionate about mental health um, and nutrition, man. And so, Real quick for folks, um, I would love for you to um, kind of share a little bit of your background, kind of your history, right? Um, you've went through some things, playing injured is the show, going through adversity and still coming out on top. Um, talk to folks a little bit about your background and, and how you even got into the mental space, the mental health space in the first place. Yeah, totally. You know, so I'm a, I'm like a, you know, son of immigrants. I grew up in Massachusetts, um, you know, it was always just like a regular kid, but, um, definitely experienced a lot of like social anxiety growing up. I was always like that shy kid. And it wasn't until I was like 18 where, um, I was in a state where I was really depressed. I couldn't go to sleep at night. I, I was obese. Um, I was socially isolating myself at one point, you know, I was very suicidal and I really had like this, that wake up call, like, you know, almost seven years ago now, that really forced me to just like try to learn about life and learn about mental health and the mind. And, you know, on so alongside that journey, like that's where I learned about the power of food, not mm -hmm. necessarily, you know, so much about, um, you know, like calories and, and macronutrients in your weight, but really from a perspective of like nourishing your brain um, and your gut microbiome, which is like the key to mental health and also like long-term just health in general you know, which yeah. is something that is very, very important these days. Um, and so, you know, ever since then, I've really just like been on this journey. I'm, I'm like an entrepreneur and I've just been on this journey to just try to talk more and more about this stuff because I think it's the most important in life, you know, for everybody. So, yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think, um, you know, you're a prime example of turning kind of your pain into your purpose and um, we 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 talk with Mark. I already kind of told the the episodes that we have where we go through Mark's story in depth, and his story is amazing and how he got to where he is today. Um, but Mark, you're a prime example of turning your pain into your purpose, and um, I just love the fact that you talk about nutrition, and now you're a nutrition coach, and and it's crazy to see that, right? But also too, your approach as a nutrition coach is not just like, Hey, I'm helping you have a healthy diet to create the best body or give you that beach body or that dream body. Right. You actually want to help people with their mental health through food. What's the correlation between food and mental health? And I know it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the correlation? What's the correlation between it? Yeah, totally. Well, this is, this is like currently what's happened in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, 100 million people in the, in the U.S. have diabetes. 100 million people in the U.S. have um, high blood pressure. Mm. Uh, there's tens of millions of people who have different digestive disorders, um, as well as like different things like cancer, um, Alzheimer's, uh, like neurodegenerative diseases. Um, right now, are like currently skyrocketing, and a lot of the factors actually come from your habits from your twenties. Mm -hmm. And so that's when it starts, you know? And so 
um that's currently like what's happening in the world because of like the last like 30 years of like what people have been eating um and so now you know there's a lot of different things happening um that are like really leading people to realize that you know like every time that you take like you eat something your body is basically digesting that food and then using it to really rebuild your body to rebuild your brain and and like the reality is is that our body is not really like this black box uh garbage disposal where you can just like throw anything in and then it just like creates it our body is very powerful it's very resilient you can literally throw in anything or eat anything um and your body will like convert it to energy like our bodies are are very very powerful systems right but at the same time like there's limits to it yeah you know and so we're starting to see this um really really like in everyone in little kids uh, with, for example, like uh, like a t- attention deficit disorders, where there's different like studies coming out that are saying, um, like I read a study today that said, um, you know, they took kids and they basically gave them uh, like a complete sort of food plan that gives them all the nutrients and minerals that their brain needs. And basically, what they found out is that um, I think like a, a vast majority of all these kids showed a reduction um in ADHD symptoms. Mm. And like for like just like and also like a random story too. Like I was once I'm a, a guest on this person's podcast and I was talking about food and stuff and this stuff. And um and like I got a message from him a few months later and he basically told me, you know, he's like, hey, I have a son who has ADHD. And you know, after the podcast, we, you know, my wife and I, we started to change, you know, what he was eating. And he was literally like, he's a literally a completely different person, like in a good way, right. you know. And so, um, so there's all different sorts of reasons why, like, you should pay attention to your food. Um, but I think really the biggest one that I think is really important is just like, um, you know, like honestly, like if you want to make like more money, if you want to be happier, yeah, if you want to be able to focus on things and not be distracted all the time, um. A lot of the times that comes down to your brain health and a lot of what dictates your brain health is what you eat every single day, you know? And so personally for me, like I had to learn these lessons myself because I grew up and I I just like literally could never focus on anything. I got like bad grades in school. I couldn't really, I didn't really accomplish much in my life because I didn't have focus. And it really wasn't until I started to change my diet and learn about this stuff where I really got my focus back. You know, and so, um, you know, obviously there's many different factors, but, you know, food is a, food is a huge component really because it's like, it's what your brain is made out of. It's what your body is made out of ultimately at the end of the day. Right. And so what do you tell folks who say, you know, we talked about, you talked about the black box, but you know, studies were not even studies, but people who say, Hey, you can eat whatever you want. You know, our bodies just take food as energy and um, you don't really have to worry about eating healthy. Just focus on the macros, just focus on the calories, like eat what you want. Um, food positivity kind of in a way, like, um, what do you say to folks who believe that and believe that, Hey, it doesn't really matter what you eat, just eat what you want and keep it, you know, in, within your macros or your calories and different yeah. things like that. I mean, here's what I would say. It ultimately depends on like your goal. You know what I mean? So like if your goal is to like lose a certain amount of weight, yeah, I mean, you could totally do that just by counting your calories, you know? And, um, and I actually, I do think, I do think that calories are important. I do think that macros are important, you know, like, um, especially people who like start to eat healthy, uh, who, who are not necessarily like big, but they're on the other side of the spectrum where they're smaller, where a lot of the times, like if you just start eating healthy food, a lot of healthy food is is naturally very low calorie. Right. And and a lot of times it has a lot of fiber. So it'll fill you up fast, you know? So there's some people out there who have the like the opposite problem where they actually don't eat enough calories. And That's as true. a result of that, they suffer. You know, they have low energy, their brain has issues. There's all people who do um like fasting, like intermittent fasting. So they're only eating like two meals a day or three yeah. meals a day. 
And it's like, you know, I, again, obviously it depends on who you are and your goals, but that may not be the best for a lot of people, you know? And so, and then also like macros are very important. I think it's very, I think it's key to like, make sure that you eat a lot of protein um, for sure, just in terms of like your body and, and even like your brain, you know, even yeah. like a low protein diet has been shown to to impact your brain, you know? And I feel like a lot of people these days, you know, a lot of times I feel like protein is demonized. Like people yeah. say, oh, oh, you actually don't need that much protein or like, oh, you know, there's no such thing as a protein deficiency. But the truth is, is like pr- protein is probably like the best like macronutrient that you could consume to like help your body grow. You know, like your your neurotransmitters, the lining of like your gut wall yeah, um, and a lot of other organs in your body are made out of amino acids, which are protein. You know, and like there are like nine essential amino acids, which basically means that like your body cannot get it, cannot produce it by itself. You have to get it from food, you know? And so a lot of the times, like people who don't eat enough protein, like their body and their brain suffers, you know? So I think it's important from that perspective, like about macros and calories. But what I would say is that, um, you know, like if you care about, like longevity if you care about just like the 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 condition of your health like how many chronic illnesses you have yeah i would say it's definitely very important to look at food you know and 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 you know there's some people out there who you know can like you know i don't know eat mcdonald's every day and not have negative side effects for that but it's like you know some people can do that when they're kids when they're teenagers some people can do that when they're young adults um, but then eventually it's going to impact you. Right. And, and a lot of people too, who maybe eat a lot or they eat a lot of junk food and maybe they're not overweight. Th- being overweight is just one side of the equation, right? right. Like there are literally millions of people out there who are not overweight at all on the outside. They may look like they're normal, but on the inside, they can have all different sorts of health conditions. You know right. what I mean? And so at the end of the day, it just depends on what you care about. Hundred percent, and I think I, I also think you know, <laughs> it's so much with foods and um, the fact that we just believe, hey, it's it's just energy. It might be people out there, hey, suffering from acne, right? I, I we, me and you were talking a little bit about this before the podcast. It's like, hey, changing the way you eat can can clear up your skin. Um, it can help with energy levels. You might be tired all the time, and you're wondering why, right? Asset reflex, right? Mm. You might be going through a lot of these different things and you need to start realizing, hey, it's certain foods that you're eating that are causing these things. Um, And so, Mark, you probably haven't done this on a podcast before, (laughs) but I want to play a little game with you, right? Okay. It's called improving your mental health through food, right? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through... Um, I'm going to name a meal. Right. And in this meal, I want you to tell (laughs) folks what they should avoid at this meal. Right. To improve their mental health. So if folks goal is to improve their mental health, improve their quality of life. We're going to tell them what foods they should avoid in this meal. All right. So first is breakfast. What are some things that folks should avoid during breakfast granola bars uh most of like the regular conventional cereal yeah muffins cookies yeah um maybe for some people especially people who aren't athletes orange juice yeah like those those juices um Coffee is fine, but what I would say is have coffee after you eat your breakfast, not okay. the first thing. Why is that? Why, why do you say that? Um, so like the, the U.S. Navy, they actually did a study and they basically were like trying to test out coffee. And they basically found out that like the best use of coffee is drinking small cups, two to three small cups, like small cups, like eight ounces um, per day. And they basically found out that when you drink coffee, especially on an empty stomach, yeah. For some people, it definitely triggers like some increased acidity, which may result in acid reflux. Yeah. Um, 
But then also, too, the biggest issue is that a lot of times it blocks absorption, especially of iron and mm. of some other vitamins, you know? So especially like if you eat eggs, right? Like eggs have a lot of vitamins. It has a lot of things like that. Um, but if you drink coffee first thing in the morning, like it can theoretically like block some absorption, you know? And for example, like a lot of people in America, especially women have anemia, which yeah. is like the malabsorption of iron um, slash copper. You know, and so like that's a very common thing where a lot of people first thing in the morning just chug coffee before they eat anything or drink water. That's that's a no no for sure. But coffee itself is fine, but just right. have it after breakfast. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Me too, man. I used to. But I'm not anymore. <laughs> okay, I need to stop that. I'm I'm guilty of that. First thing in the morning, I, I do drink water in the morning. But a lot of times, first thing in the morning, I'm drinking a, a nice cup of coffee, eight to 12 ounces of coffee. And it's a, a healthy cup of, of nice black coffee. So that's something I can I, I can change up a little bit. All right. What about um, a snack? Right. Um, I, I feel like folks can kind of ruin their diet through snacks. Matter of fact, I think snacks might be where people ruin their diet the most. All right. So what are some snacks, folks? Um, and let's change it up a little bit. Because I think it's a lot of things that people can avoid as a snack. Right. What are what are some snacks people can start to eat that could to yeah. help their mental health? Um, I would say non-flavored yogurt. Um, there are like some yogurt protein shakes that are great. Um, other snacks like um, like pumpkin seeds, uh, dark chocolate mm. without without sugar, like the conventional. Not the conventional dark chocolate, but like a good source. Um, let's see. I like. Um, I sometimes eat like, like a good quality source of, uh, you know, like Slim Jims. Yeah, <laughs> like, they make them healthy. Yeah, they like make grass them like fed beef. Grass fed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grass fed beef. No, you know, no preservatives. I eat that stuff. Um, I uh let's see what else. I I I'm a big fan of protein shakes. Yeah. You know, I think protein shakes like you just get a blender, you put some fruit in there, you put some kind of a nut butter in there, you put in protein powder, whatever, you know, whatever you want. It's a pretty good source of nutrients and it, you know, it'll only take like 5 minutes. Um yeah. so I think that's a big one. Uh let's see what else. Sometimes what I do is like I grab a a slice of like sourdough bread yeah, and I toast it. And then I put like some almond butter, chocolate, oh, some wow. bananas, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, tastes really good. Um, especially like if I, before I go into the gym. No, um, that's perfect. Before you, right before you go to the gym, yeah. banana, sourdough, maybe a little honey. If you want to get frisky. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I got some, I got some super like wild honey imported from, uh, from this monastery that I got from Egypt. So I'm definitely going to put some of that on That's there. Different. That's different. <laughs> That's definitely different. That's different. That's different. <laughs> All right. Let's move over to lunch, right? This is where um, I, I, I feel like this is a meal where it can kind of break, uh, make or break folks, right? You've uh, had a great morning of productivity, maybe. Um, you've, you've done really good on your diet. You avoided the things Mark told you to avoid. What about lunch? What are some things people can avoid at lunchtime? Avoid? Avoid. We're going to do avoid mm, this time okay. at lunch. What I would say is like a lot of people for lunchtime, you know, if they're working like in some kind of an office or something and they like, you know, go out somewhere for lunch and a lot of people like they try to be healthy and they get a salad. A lot of the times like, you know, the dressing in the salad. Yeah. If it's, if it's like one of like those like prepackaged dressings, a lot yeah. of the times that's like the worst stuff. It's just literally just filled with like all these different oils and high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So like you take something that just like has like some lettuce and like a tomato <laughs> and then you just like drizzle it in like sugar oil. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people eat that and like they, they think that's healthy. And the truth is a lot of times it's not. You know, right. it's like that. It sucks, but um, that's the truth. And also, too, like any any sandwich where it's you know, there's like a lot of like white bread. You know, like a lot of the times, like the like the conventional sort of like classic white bread that's kind of like 
I forget the name of it, uh, but it look, it look it just like looks fake. Yeah, you know, a lot of times sandwiches aren't made up of that stuff. Definitely avoid that stuff for sure. Um, let's see here, what else to avoid, man? You know, probably on those sandwiches, right? Thousands. Probably on those those sandwiches is probably like cra- a craft single cheese slice on there, right? Um, like you said, some type of Wonder Bread, and then in those. Uh, dressings, like you said, sugar, yeah. <laughs> sugar dressing probably has seed oils in that dressing as well, right? Um, yeah. Um, okay. What should folks? And, and I think this might be better. What should folks? A few things folks should eat for lunch to 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 help them out. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, like, like you can literally eat both those things that I talked about, but just like make them healthy. You, you can know? change so, it like, up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, obviously, like, if you're very busy, like traveling, you're going through an airport. You may have limited options, but if you're at home, you can make those things but healthier. You know, like I like you can get some like organic sourdough bread, which which by the way is is beneficial for your gut microbiome. Mm. Um, you can, you know, one of the things that I make is like I I prep like some chicken salad. <laughs> I love where that. I I I get a bunch of chicken breasts. I put them in. Um, this like mayonnaise from this company called Primal Kitchen. That's Primal like very Kitchen. high quality. I've been like big a guest on their podcast, which was awesome. They sent me a, a huge box. Oh of wow! Stuff after very like high jars quality and jars, jars the and jars. Man, the ingredients the in best. Primal in Primal Kitchen are pretty legit. Like really legit. That's just something that yeah. I think a lot of folks should do. That that's crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I put I put a bunch of chicken breast and I put a bunch of like celery and some other like um like plants and and uh like herbs and stuff and i mix it around and i i you can like make a sandwich out of that you can make a salad you can make a soup um you can i mean you can really make whatever you want you know like i'm a i'm a big fan too of like you know life is too short to only eat like one category yeah of a meal for like a certain time of day you know like i i'm a big fan of like you should eat whatever you want, you know, like sometimes for dinner time, I'll literally just eat eggs, you know, <laughs> like, sometimes, you know, and I'll, I'll eat like breakfast food, you know? And, yeah. and so, um, you should eat whatever you want and, and kind of any kind of a way, but just try to make it, you know, nutritious, you know, and the way that I try to frame it too, is like, it's not necessarily like, Oh, you know, like I'm, you know, I'm trying to be healthy with my diet. And then if I eat something that is maybe unhealthy, then I've fallen off the diet. Right. I don't really think about it like that because the diet is forever. Like there is no right. falling off or on. Like, no that, like that's your life, you know? And so the way that I think about it is just like, you just got to like supply yeah. your body with like the nutrients and the, the fuel that really it needs at the end of the day, you know? And, and like, listen, like if you are, like if you're a healthy person, like you're eating not, nine out of 10 meals that you're eating are like very nutritious for your body. You know, it's not like it necessarily a big deal. Like if you, you know, eat, eat something small that's maybe yeah. off your diet. You know what I mean? And so it, it depends on the person. Like I don't really do that just because yeah. like, I don't have a problem like eating like certain foods that are very nutritious that I eat all the time. Um, but ultimately it's, it's you know, what, what you want to eat, man. You know, and, oh, yeah. and I think so many people, they're like afraid to eat certain foods. And like every year there's like some kind of a, a thing where it's like, oh, you know, you got to like stop eating meat or you got to like stop eating this or you got to stop eating that, you know? And, and then what ends up happening is that people, they get too restricted, you know, when yeah. it's just like, yo, you, you just got to give your body like what it needs. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a perfect meal, but like, listen, if you want to eat steak and eggs and, and like, you know, some fruit, go for it. If you want to eat uh, a salad, go for it. If you want to eat a sandwich, go for it. If you want to eat a pizza, go for it. You know, like, it's, right. you know, there, there's, there's a, there's a way to make any kind of food, you know, nutritious or not nutritious. There's, there's levels, you know, where right. things are very unhealthy. There's things that are kind of unhealthy. There's things that are pretty healthy. Then there's things that are very, very, very healthy, you know? So ultimately it's like, you gotta, you gotta give your body the fuel that it needs. You gotta give it the, the calories, the protein, the carbs, the fat, you got to watch out for the the processed ingredients. You got to give your brain the nutrients and prioritize those specific specific nutrients like omega three, fatty acids, uh, iron, vitamin D, 
a lot of the B vitamins that are found in different foods. Like you have to prioritize that. And that's how you really just kind of feed your brain, you know? 100%. No, I and I love how you put that. It's like you can sub your favorite foods just with different ingredients. Like you talk about lunchtime, it's like, hey, yeah, ice I would have right. Ice cream, man, you talked about it, right? And it's like, it's things that you can avoid, right? But actually change it. So dressings, avoid these type of salad dressings and then substitute it with this type of salad dressing, right? And it's um, just things that you can change up. Hey, instead of pizza, instead of using this type of dough, maybe you use this dough. Maybe you use this type of cheese, right? Uh, maybe you look at the ingredients. You make your own sauce at home instead of using the, exactly. the processed sauce that you get at a store, right? The reason why I want to have this conversation is because I think a lot of folks just aren't conscious of the food choices that they make. And um, in life, we all go through different issues, go through different things. And um, the food that we eat can make it worse. It's huge, man. And like, you know, if I can just say like people, people don't know about this because um, they're not incentivized to know about it. And there's people out there in the world that are actually incentivized to technically take advantage of people who don't know this information. Yeah. You know, and like, so if you, if you look up, um, you know, food marketing defense policy, you'll literally look up how the fast food industry, a lot of the big conglomerates that sell a lot of the junk foods, they literally have marketing strategies to literally market to poor people and different minorities in, in certain communities because they know they actually have the highest likelihood of buying it because of the environment and uh, and like where they are and like the advertising that's shown to them. It's like this huge billion dollar um, strategy that's like out there. You know, and people can look it up. And so like there's a huge incentive, huge incentive for people to not know this information. And right. that's really like what what uh you know what comes across and like for example like when you go to the supermarket, when you go to the grocery store, people can even look this up. 80% of the food that's sold is literally sold by the same corporations everywhere in America, everywhere yeah. in most of the modern world. You know, and so when you look at that and then you also look at how uh, like there was a study that said that um, on the U.S. 2020 Dietary Guidelines Committee, there were 20 people on that committee. These are the people who make rules for basically how America and how um, a lot of the other governmental agencies should pass out policy that's that'll you know be nutritional policy. Um, if they found in the study that 95% of these people who were on this committee were stakeholders. In, in massive uh, food companies, as well as pharmaceutical companies. And so there's like massive, massive incentives for people to not know about this so that people can make decisions or people can be led to make decisions that don't prioritize their health. They prioritize profits for, for, for random people in some office for them to live a life. Right. You know, then they, that's what it comes down to. And it's sad. Because there's people who are literally suffering because of this. Yeah. And, and not just and not just physically, like you said, you talked about high blood pressure. Um, you talked about you know obesity, um, gut health issues, but literally their their mental health and and they're wondering, you know, hey, what's wrong with me? Why am I thinking the way that I do? Why am I um, you know, depressed all the time? Why am I sad all the time? And for me, I have so much empathy for them because, like you said, they're incentivized not to, right? And so I feel like the easiest way, which you found out, the easiest way to turn around this kind of depression, these issues that people have mentally is through the food that they eat. And I realize people understand um, the instant kind of karma you get from eating, right? <laughs> or the karma you get over time from eating just not being conscious of the choices that you make. Literally, man. And, and like, I, I've been talking about mental health for years and years. I've given TEDx talks about it. Like you, you said, I was uh, named like a top 10 LinkedIn voice in mental health in yeah. North America. I've been talking about mental health for years. And honestly, like it, it just clicked for me this year that I was like, I need to talk about food and nutrition 
because it's actually the biggest tangible bridge that most people that like a lot of people in the mainstream can literally take and follow. And then as a result, be almost like a Trojan horse for their mental health. Because what a lot of people don't understand is that like food is so powerful. And yet like we live in a world where, you know, the diet and wellness industry is like a multi-billion dollar industry, but people are just getting fatter and sicker and more ill. And yet that industry continues to rise in profits. So that doesn't really make any sense, you know? And so at the end of the day, it's like food is food is the most basic part of what makes us humans. And we were never taught about it. We've been incentivized to forget about it. Food is literally what made us humans. Like our great, 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 great ancestors, every t- like every leap in human evolution had to actually do because of food. So like, for example, like when human beings discovered fire, like yeah. many, many, many years ago, what that did was that allowed us to really have like uh, almost a second stomach because um, like when you eat something, the acid in your stomach burns the food. Right. And so what human beings discovered is when you take food, especially for example, like meat and some other like beans and things like that, and you cook it, it's almost like you digest it once. And then when you eat it, you digest it a second time, which actually makes all the nutrients and a lot of the things more bioavailable. It increases the amount of calories. And so that gave us uh, the ability to have more energy. That gave us the ability to grow our brains mm. through like eating a lot of fat and protein. And so um, food is food is really what's made us human in so many different ways, you know? And, and it's uh, it, it really sucks that um, so many of us have been led to just like forget about this or, or either you know, sort of fall into, um, fall into like these different camps, you know, like I often say that nutrition is religion, you know, where Mm -hmm. sometimes where someone will, they'll start to try to eat healthy. And then the first sort of idea, the first rabbit hole that they discover in nutrition is like how to become a vegan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you can, you can definitely be healthy and be vegan, but at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't necessarily say a vegan diet is like, the idea of a super healthy diet because you're eliminating a category of food that human beings have been eating for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is like meat is not just protein. Like yeah. meat gives your body a lot of other minerals and a lot of other nutrients, especially that your brain needs yeah. that are found the most in meat. And compared to other things, it's 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 a lot more difficult for the average person to substitute and to compensate. You know, and so a lot of times people will fall down like a certain diet ideology or they'll fall down, you know, uh, f- flexible dieting where it's like, yeah. oh, I can eat anything as long as it, it fits my calories. Well, it's like, yeah, you could do whatever you want. Like you could eat whatever you want. You could do drugs like you could smoke cigarettes you could do, you if you wanted to. You know, I'm sure you'll be the same weight or I'm sure you, you'll still grow muscle. But it's like at the end of the day, again, what do you care about? You know, is this is this idea um, have longevity. Like, are you going to be able to, to eat like this for like the next 10, 20, 30 years and still be healthy and still enjoy your life, you know? And so, um, there's so many, there's so many different issues, you know, and, and like the whole mental health epidemic, um, it's, it's, it's massive. You know, and one of the reasons why I talk about food now in terms of how it relates to mental health is because, um, you know, like at the end of the day, someone's life changes due to different decisions that they make, yeah. right? And like, I remember for me, like in my past life, right? Where maybe I'd be at school or I'd be working or something, I'd be unmotivated, I'd be depressed. And I remember like, there was like a very small like idea, you know, like in the back of my head, or maybe I'd have a thought that's like, oh, Mark, you know what? You should, um, you know, you should, I, I don't know, like, I've always been interested about food for just for example, you know, Mark, when you go home, you should, uh, you know, read a book about nutrition or you should go to the library or something and check out a book on nutrition. But then it's like you go home and then like you're super tired. So then you don't have the energy to actually take action on that idea that if you took action on it, that could literally could have changed your entire life. You know, so that's, that's huge. And then another thing too, is like last week I had, um, I had a, I had a, like a clinical psychologist on my show. Uh, like her name is Dr. Nicole LaPera. She yep. also goes by the holistic psychologist. She's pretty big on Instagram. Yeah, she's huge. And, we, and 
and we were talking about this. And and one of the things that she told me is that like in terms of food and mental health is that like if you're not uh, either eating enough or if you're not getting enough uh, of the nutrients and the minerals that your brain needs and your nervous system and your gut microbiome and all the other systems in your body need to like properly function, what's going to happen is that your body at just like a, a, a background level, it's just going to operate on survival mode. And so when you're in survival mode, you literally are not going to be able to think past your, your circumstance. You're not going to be able to think past the biological environment that you're in. And maybe there are some people who can, but for most people like living an average life, they're trying to go to work. They're trying to, you know, they have all these different goals. They have their relationships. Uh, it's going to be very hard, you know? And so like life is hard enough, but it's like when you eat food that isn't good for you, you you make life harder, you know? And, and, and the truth is, is that, um, like they did a study and they found that, um, a lot of the times people who eat the most amount of processed food, um, are actually people who, uh, you know, like are, are, uh, are, are at a very low socioeconomic level, people who are poor, you know? And, um, What's interesting is that one of the things that this study highlighted was that one of the reasons why uh, these people weren't eating well, they're eating processed food. It actually, it actually wasn't because of of like um, them not having money to buy healthy food. That that is definitely part of it for sure. And there's different people in different who live in different places in America that have very very low access to like healthy food. But what they actually found in the study was that people were eating like that because they actually had like a, a lack of happiness and they were mm. actually using food as a coping mechanism. Whereas maybe other people can go on vacation, other people who have money can buy things that can make them feel happier. What they found out was that a lot of processed food is very cheap, right? Yeah. And what they found out is that it's very easy for someone to use that to almost regulate their own emotions. Yes. And, yeah. and what happens is that, you know, there, there's, there's sort of two sides to like that addiction, really. There's one side of it, which is like the emotional side, which is like, oh, I'm, I'm bored. I, I, I feel like a loser. Uh, I'm angry. I feel very uncomfortable. Let me eat, you know, uh, you know a, a, an entire pint of ice cream or let me go eat this or let me eat that. There's that side of it. But then what also happens as well is that there is an entire side to like the biological version of that, you know? So it's like the same way that like if you do drugs, right, or if you do any other habit that exposes you to a high amount of dopamine, what happens is your brain is like, oh my God, that was awesome. I need that again. Right. And so what happens is that forms like, another part of the addiction, right? And a lot of the times, the reason why junk food is so easy to overeat is because it's 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 created to be overeaten. It's created to be highly palatable. And a lot of the times what they'll do is they'll combine fat, uh, sugar, and uh, usually fat, fat and just sugar with salt. And right. a lot of the times that basically like sends your taste buds into like a frenzy where it creates so much dopamine where really it, it literally is an addiction, you know, and, and, and I'm not saying like, oh, if you know, if you eat, if you eat ice cream once, or if you eat Oreos, you're going to be addicted to it. But at the same time, that does actually happen to a lot of people. And 100%. And because it's, and because it's so cheap and because it's, you know, societally acceptable, like to eat junk food as like your choice of a drug um, compared to, you know, doing actual drugs, there's, you know, there's less consequences, of course, in the short term. Um, you know this like this is the truth for hundreds of millions of people yeah you know i mean and so that's really the that's really the, the biggest sort of thing you know what i mean yeah i never i never <laughs> thought about it I, I i literally never thought about it that way is that i know people you know people use food to make themselves feel better right and you know i have friends who who are normally healthy and then they start to eat unhealthy that's the indicator to me hey are you okay <laughs> i maybe i'm i'm not and and seriously if you're used to folks that eat healthy and they start to go off the rails a little bit, hey, you know, has it been a tough day? What's going on with you? And it's like, ah, I've just been stressed or I'm going through this, I'm going through that. And you're right. I never thought about it like that. Is folks, you know, they use food to create 
some type of short term happiness um, or boredom, you know. Um, so that's crazy. I love that. It I is love crazy. That. And yeah. And, and, you know, you said stress, right? So it's yeah. like, you know, you talked about your gut microbiome. It's like, what are the worst two things for your gut microbiome? Like, what are the worst two things? Number one is stress. And then number two is is poor food. Right. You know, so it's like someone is stressed. And then because of that, they'll do things that are actually going to stress out their body and brain even more, which is like, instead of letting your body relax and take a break, you're adding more stress to it. And so like people are doing this three times a day, 365 times a year. So this is constantly sort of keeping people in their tracks, you know, and that's why like a lot of people... Like when I very first started to talk about this many years ago, a lot of people would ask me like, oh, like what, if I'm depressed or if I'm anxious or if I'm suicidal, what does that have anything to do with what I put in my mouth? Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of the times, um, and I've been there, like I literally live my life with anxiety. I've, I, there, you know, there was a time early this year where I was like depressed, but so I know what it's like, but at the same time, it's like, um, like there are people out there who, um, who are depressed and are anxious and are suicidal and can't sleep at night and can't focus, maybe not 100% because of the food, but the food is making it worse. You know, a lot of the times people who are facing this, they have, uh, you know, family issues, they have uh, relationship stresses with their partner, with their stress. Maybe they got broken up with, they have relationship problems. Maybe they have financial problems. Maybe they're, you know, that they're, they have some problem with like the, 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 the government, like, you know what I mean? Like there's a thousand things that can lead someone to being chronically stressed, but it's like when you are in that cycle and then you choose bad food options, it makes everything worse. You know what I mean? And like, (laughs) there's, it's interesting because like now there's like so much like science you know, that's coming out out about this, that's showing the power of this. Like literally just today, I read a study that basically they, you know, they took a million people who were uh, like enrolled in like insurance. And they basically found out that like um, people who were suicidal, people who were having suicidal thoughts, what they basically found is that if they had like good levels of vitamin B9, which is folate or folic acid, yeah. or they supplemented it, there was like a, a 44% decrease in suicidal thoughts. That is crazy. You know, and, you know what I mean? It's like that shows like a, a, a direct sort of um, idea that food has so much to do. And like there was another study that was done by the US military that basically took um, uh, like military veterans who had committed suicide. And basically what they found out is that the the people who had committed suicide in their brains, they scanned their brains, they had a 65% decrease in DHA, which is an omega-3 fatty acid that can only be found in your diet, basically from fish. And so, um, you know, like there are pretty like clear um, connections that we can make where it's like, it's, you know, it's not just, you know oh, you know, I'm tired or, you know, I, I got to eat to lose weight. It's like, no, what you eat has a huge impact on your on your mental health in the short term and the long term. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's just crazy how, first of all, the fact that these things are going to happen, life is going to hit you. Right. But to keep it at a level where we can handle it and where we can use it, you know, as as uh, as a way to to get better. Um, let's not hurt ourselves with the food that we eat because life is going to hit us. But if we can have the right choices with the food that we eat and create the right habits while life is good, kind of dig our well before we get thirsty. When those times hit, we've already built positive habits that can help us get through those tough times easier. It's huge, man. And, and like, I, you know, I can tell you like a, a story of this where, you know, like I had a client of mine that I started working with like this year and, uh, you know, long story short, like, you know, he, you know, life, he was hit pretty hard by life. Like he was really down. He, you know, doesn't have a job anymore. He had to move back in with his parents. Like, you know, he faced a lot of stuff this year. Um, you know, and there'd be times where I'd be coaching him 
And, you know, sometimes he just wouldn't respond to me. Like, like, you know, sometimes he just, I I couldn't get to him, you know, and, um, and, and so he was having a lot of different physical health problems and mental health issues. And, you know, I basically got to working with him and like, literally, you know, what I basically told him to do is like, I was like, listen, man, you know, forget everything else in your life. Um, and again, like he didn't have a job, so he didn't necessarily have like that many responsibilities like during his day. Um, but he was very much living a chaotic life in his head and and, and in his life. And I basically told him like, listen, man, just focus. And he was pretty underweight. And I basically told him like, listen, man, literally focus on like eating four or five meals a day where every single meal that you eat, try to get protein, try to get, you know, all the essential categories. And, you know, I helped him, you know, with, with, you know, what to make in each meal, uh, what what to eat for snacks, what to do when you're not hungry, what to do, uh, you know, when you're tempted to eat junk food. And like this, you know, this guy was like very, very depressed, very, very anxious, a lot of other problems that I won't talk about. But like literally week after week, like what I started seeing was that he literally was getting so much better. And then eventually got to the point where like, you know, he never missed a message or a phone call. Uh, you know, he, he got a job, he got his, uh, he got a better job. Uh, he started to gain friends again. He started to like gain weight and be healthy. He started to, he had these, he had a, a, like a group of physical health issues that just like started to go away. Um, his mental health improved. And he literally told me, it's like literally just because every day I just focused on what I'm going to put in my body and how I'm going to feel myself. And I just focused on that every single day. And he told me like, I was depressed. I was anxious, but I I still got up, for example, out of bed and I went and I made myself breakfast out of these things that you said. And then he was like, once I did that, oh, wow, I felt a lot better. And then, you know, I did this and then I did that. And then um, it it was like a great, uh, it was like a pure example of me of someone who really like used uh, food really and nutrition as like a vehicle to really change his entire life around. And it's like, it doesn't matter how depressed you are. It doesn't matter how anxious you are, even though we've all been there, like you can still get up and like eat this food. You can still get up um, yeah. and like take action on something that's so simple, you know? And, and of course, like, yeah, we're all, we all have days where you're so tired, you don't want to cook, you know? And, and, so, and, but then even still, like then, then you have other options where it's like, even if you are super tired, you still have other options that you could heat something up or do something that's still healthy, that still kind of fits your your life, you know. And so, like I've seen people like that, like that story that I told. I, I same thing happened to me with, with so many other yeah. people, you know. Yeah. And so, um, it's uh, it really has just showed me like the insane power that food has to, you know, really heal someone, both from like a perspective of, you know, like giving your brain the right nutrients and, and everything that your nervous system needs to like biochemically support itself. But then also at the same time too, it's like to be able to like get up and like eat, you know, a certain amount of food or yeah. not eat certain food. It also, um, it also like tests your mind, you know? And, yeah. and, um, and so it's very important and it can really, it can really help you or it can either make or break you. You know, it can really, you can use food um, and like, you know, by eating whole food, nutritious, um, you know, foods, most of the time, giving your body what it needs or food can break you by either, you know, you just like eating the American standard diet, eating whatever you want to, because it just tastes good out of, is it good for your body? Or you can, you know, follow like different fad diets where it just like, it's, it's going to like, it's going to put you in this exaggerated situation yeah. where you have to eliminate entire food groups or, you know, it's too strict, you know? And so that's it, man. You know, you can either use food to help you. You can, you can look at in terms of your mindset, you can look at food and be like, you know, what, how is this going to help my body? You know, or, you know, you can approach food from the mindset of like, you know, Oh, uh, you know, this is, this food is, is like really, uh, this food is like very bad for me, or this food is, uh, you know, um, you know, like, for example, like there's some people out there who, uh, you know, like can, you know, not necessarily get scared of food, 
But a lot of times, like, because there are so many different, uh, like, food rules, you know, like, there's so many different, uh, like, health diets, and there's so many ideas out there of, like, oh, uh, eat meat, uh, don't eat meat, uh, do intermittent fasting, don't do intermittent fasting, uh, eat fruit, don't eat fruit. Yeah. Oh, but can you drink coffee? Oh no, you can't drink coffee. You know, so there's so many of these like these contradicting rules. Yeah, it's just gotten so confusing for people, and they just like end up narrowing themselves down to what they can eat. But a lot of the times, if you look at it, it's not it's not actually not healthy, you know. And so you want to make sure that your mindset is more open and it's more expansive, and people aren't, you know, there's a lot of bad rabbit holes like in the nutrition world, and and I, I don't think there's anything as like a universal healthy diet right. for everyone. But there's so many bad rabbit holes. Like there's so many bad ideas in the nutrition world yeah. that really harm people. They harm their health and their they harm their psychology as well. You know, and so it's a very it's a very like interesting topic. Yeah, and <laughs> and you can get you can even get to a point where like you t- you have a diet, you have this strict crazy strict diet, and then you feel guilty when you do eat something that goes against the diet, and the food that you ate is probably actually good for you. But you just went against the diet and now you feel guilty for no reason. Right. And that kills your confidence and different things like that. So diets, it, it can it can get tough. And I know it's so confusing for a lot of different people who are lost. But like you said, um, if they can and, and if you can just focus on, hey, what is nourishing to you and what makes you feel good and start to pay attention to it. Uh, me and Mark were talking before the podcast, man, it takes it, it might take a while to really figure out what's going to work for you. But um, if you follow him on Instagram, <laughs> you'll be able to see a lot of different reels where he's giving you the cheat codes to the game, man. And so where can folks, uh, where can co- folks find you? Where can they get in touch with you? Um, man, you, 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 you did it again, man. You, you gave some value. So where can folks find you and, and get in touch with you, in touch with you? Yeah. You know, so my, the best place is my website, you know, yeah. it's just my first and last name.com, M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y.com. You know, people can contact me. People can sign up for my newsletter. Um, you can add me on Instagram. Yeah. My first and last name, my LinkedIn, all that good stuff. And uh, Josh, this was awesome, man. I had so much fun. This was a blast. You're yeah, man. Man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that a ton, man. Yeah. Um, I, I've enjoyed the, the stuff that you've been doing and, and kind of just the turns that you constantly make. Um, you're one of the, the few people that I see kind of reinvent themselves every year or so. And so um, I don't know if you do that on purpose or you just go with kind of just just the the, the universe is, is just leading you the way uh, of where you need to go. But um, I constantly enjoy um, the, the reinventions that you do. Um, and so I appreciate you taking the time to come back on the show and, and share with the audience and uh, give folks some some positive words. Of course, man. I uh, I appreciate you and I appreciate everyone out there for listening. This was so much fun. 100%. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudios.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at fivefootstudios. Our music is by Lakey Inspired. Go ahead, subscribe so that you never miss an episode and click the five stars to give us a rating. And most importantly, keep playing it.